Prepare to have your health questions answered here on Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley, owner of Binkley Healing Center in downtown Ventura. Now, here's Dr. Todd. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley, board-certified non-force doctor of chiropractic and practitioner of functional medicine. I identify conditions other doctors miss by running tests that they don't normally do, usually because your insurance company doesn't want to pay for them. But it's a lot less expensive than you might think to get true health care. I've got an exciting show to you today. We're going to be talking about some reasons, some ongoing reasons that most medical doctors just don't know anything about or even if they hear about, still choose not to provide safe, effective, natural solutions for most health challenges and instead just rely on drugs and conventional medical care. I'm also going to talk about an exciting case study about a a patient of mine who had a really bad cancer of the stomach and intestines who uh, completely reversed it with my help and conventional oncology combined and has now been feeling great for two years plus. I've mentioned before that one of the reasons 99% of most doctors don't offer safe, effective natural solutions and still just rely on pharmaceuticals is because their employees, most doctors are employees of a private equity group or a contract management group or a hospital or a health system or a health insurer. So here's an article that just came out. United Health's Optimum Division just added 20,000 doctors this year alone. They now have over 90,000 doctors. Some 10% of the physician workforce has employees or affiliates. Well, that's good if you have insurance with United Health Group because you want to have doctors available to treat you if you need medical care, and lots of people need medical care. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But uh, in addition to this uh, 10% of the physician workforce, United Health also counts an additional 40,000 advanced practice clinicians among its ranks, and these figures reported. Uh, make Optimum Health the largest employer of physicians in the U.S. and United Health is the largest country's largest private health insurer. So why do I mention this? The main reason is because people often ask me all these things that you talk about how about how you can use better food, exercise, and supplements where indicated, and the fact that you do all these tests that most other doctors don't do. Why don't all doctors do that? Well, this is the reason. They're employees. They're employees of corporations that dictate what they can and cannot do. They get penalized if they order the tests that I order. It costs them money. They can even lose their credentials. I've mentioned this in a previous show of mine where a physician, several, a group of physicians were penalized in their healthcare facility for not prescribing medication and instead offering lifestyle alternatives, basically better food, exercise, and supplements. And they got downgraded in their ratings because the ratings weren't based on how healthy the patient was. The ratings were based on how well the patients adhered to taking recommended medications, which is just ridiculous. 
Here's another reason most doctors don't recommend natural alternatives. They continue to see in the medical press articles like this, which was just on Medscape this week. An article entitled, Can Vitamin and Mineral Supplements Prevent Cancer or Cardiovascular Disease? Well, I can guarantee you when you see a headline like that, the answer is going to be no. According to this article, the USPSTF, the United States Prevention Services Task Force, said that they reviewed 17,000 unique citations and 379 full-text articles that included randomized clinical trials and observational cohort studies. The conclusions of their research showed that there was little to no benefit in taking vitamin or mineral supplements to prevent cardiovascular disease, cancer, or death. So I mention this because this is what your doctors see in the medical literature every day. Not every day, but every week, at least two or three or four times every month, they see these ridiculous announcements, pronouncements that vitamins don't work for this or that. And as I've mentioned before, I'll mention it again, most of these studies, if not 99, I don't know what the percentage is, but a vast majority of the studies that say vitamins don't work for this or that are poorly designed from the outset. They're testing vitamins on their own with crappy forms, the cheapest forms of nutrients, insufficient doses to achieve the desired effect. They ignore other studies that show if you want vitamin D or vitamin C or vitamin E or a certain amount of turmeric or coenzyme Q10, if you want it to achieve the desired effect that is reported in the literature, then you have to take enough of it to do the job. And they usually use insufficient doses. And they often use inferior forms, the cheapest forms. They think all nutrients are just chemicals. And that is not true. Nutrients come from plants. And everyone knows that there's variations in the quality of plants. If you've ever had tasted the difference between a, a, a crappy apple that tastes like plastic and a real apple that was just picked off of a tree recently that you got off your own tree or from farmer's market, it's a similar difference between high quality and low quality nutrients. And even organic doesn't always ensure that you're getting the best thing because the organic version might have been picked in Chile two months ago and shipped in on a, a truck, whereas if you buy something from your local farmer's market, even if it isn't organic because they can't afford to get the certification, buy local, fresh, organic when you can and grow your own veggies when you can. The point is these studies about vitamins and other nutrients are horribly biased because they just they ignore the forms of the nutrients. They use doses that are way too low to achieve the desired effect most of the time. And they test supplements, vitamins, minerals, other nutrients, as though they were supposed to function like drugs, meaning they're supposed to work in isolation. Just give a 1,000 people or 200 people or 300 people or 6,000 people X amount of this vitamin and see if it achieves this, this effect that they're looking forward to have. And vitamins don't work by themselves. They work in combinations. They work synergistically. Like the multiple nutrients that are in food, they work in combinations. The article goes on to state that the internet is full of the wonders of supplements from turmeric curing cancer to vitamin D curing COVID cure, cure, cure. Conventional medicine loves this term. They own it legally. It's largely... A fantasy, especially as regards cancer and cardiovascular disease, the headline disease for this article. There are no cures 
for either of these in most people. If you once you get cancer, it goes into remission. If it, you're, the success that you're looking for is to put cancer in remission and keep it in remission. If anyone tells you it's cured, they're largely misinformed because it's always more likely to come back once you've had it. And cardiovascular disease is never cured. People who have inflammation and plaque formation in their arteries, that never goes away. There's no treatment that completely reverses that and restores your cardiovascular system to perfect health. So the goal is really reducing your risk of getting these things in the first place and then maximizing your body's innate ability to heal itself. The lack of evidence of cancer on a scan rarely means you've ridden your body of cancer forever. When you take blood pressure medication, it does not cure hypertension. It manages it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I have never cured a single disease in any of the thousands of patients I've seen over the past 30 plus years. Your body does that. The only thing that cures any disease is your body. Only your body can heal or cure anything. This article goes on to make suggestions as to what most doctors should do when patients ask them about supplements. It says we should hear what they're saying. They don't know who to trust and it will never become, we'll never become their trusted source of medical information if we don't listen to their concerns. Well, that's good. Then the next line says, answer their questions, no matter, quote, no matter how ridiculous they may seem to us. Many people who sell supplements sound convincing and that is how they sell their products. Hmm, that sounds a lot to me like the inflated confidence physicians place in the efficacy and safety of many medications, which are often only tested on a few hundred people before they're released on the market, and no one ever tests the effects of multiple medications. They only test them one at a time. Next, the article says to give the patient resources so that they can know what websites to direct them to to get accurate information. Well, this is excellent advice. Don't get medical advice from blogs with no doctors on them, just patients doing their own independent research. These may be good places to get a baseline information to understand a condition to do further research, but you do not want to base your treatment decisions solely on a blog with no doctors giving, no experts giving you information that you need for proper treatment. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley, and you're listening to Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions to Almost Any Health Challenge. And I'm happy to announce again that uh, people are often asking me, where can I hear the past episodes of the show? So I do have a podcast set up now. You can go to my website, BinkleyHealingCenter.com, BinkleyHealingCenter.com to get the past episodes of the program. And you can also email me your questions at drbinkley at BinkleyHealingCenter.com. Here are some good websites to get useful health information. The Cleveland Clinic website, the Mayo Clinic website, but most importantly, PubMed. Just Google PubMed. The actual name of the website's much longer, but if you just Google PubMed, it will come up and you can look up any information about any research that's done on any condition, any supplement, any drug, all the research from around the world, including European studies and in Asia, etc., are published for free by the National Institutes of Health on PubMed. Unfortunately, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, like so many other so-called authorities regarding 
all aspects of health, we'll never find the studies that show the tremendous benefits of supplements on preventing cancer, heart disease, COVID, or any other health condition, because they're only looking for studies that show that supplements work on their own and cheap forms and low doses, like I mentioned before. But these studies are available on PubMed, thousands of them, like the ones I mentioned in last week's program about vitamin D. As a reminder, anytime I say prevention, know that I mean reduce risk. There are no guarantees in healthcare that will, in, of any sort that will prevent absolutely 100% guaranteed prevent any disease. What matters is keeping your body healthy, giving your body a fighting chance, keeping your immune system strong, your heart, your liver, your kidneys functioning as close to peak function as possible so that you can reduce your risk of premature death and disability. This is as close as you can get to preventing almost any disease condition. This article goes on to mention that many patients assume that supplements are safe. And while this may be true for many of them, some of them can be harmful in several ways. They can act with medications that patients may be taking. And this is true. They could cause, they have been, some are shown to cause liver and other organ damage. It's very rare, but there are some important examples to know about. So, Although it amazes me to hear people in authority talk about the danger of vitamins while never citing the statistics that show properly prescribed medications kill 100,000 people every year in America alone, it is true that some supplements can interact with medication. And here are some of the more important ones to know about. If you're taking the blood thinner warfarin, there are a host of things that you shouldn't take, the most important of which is vitamin K, which can interfere with the function of that medication dramatically. Drinking grapefruit juice can interfere with several medications because of its interaction with a major pathway in the liver that clears many drugs from your body. Probably the worst single category of supplements people should be wary of if they're on any medications are many weight loss or sports or so-called energy boosting or performance enhancing supplements. The stimulants in these products like mawang, ephedrine, and many other dangerous stimulants, even ridiculously high doses of caffeine, can have a dangerous effect on people with heart conditions and high blood pressure. If you need a pick-me-up, a couple of cups of coffee or tea is fine for most people, but don't take stimulants in powdered form or capsules and definitely not these massively caffeinated sugar overdoses like Monster and Red Bull. Instead, sweeten your coffee or tea with liquid stevia or liquid allulose. A lot of people have tried stevia, think it tastes terrible. Some people can never get used to the taste, but most people have only tried the powdered form of stevia, and every powdered form of stevia I've ever tasted tastes terrible. So there's a really good, I've tried many, many kinds. I put liquid stevia in my water every day just because it coats my throat and I'm always talking a lot, keeps my throat from drying out. And the brand of stevia that I like, that I've also given to lots of my patients in the office uh, just to help sweeten their tea or coffee, is called Sweet Leaf Sweet Drops, vanilla flavored. So Sweet Leaf is the brand, Sweet Drops is the product, vanilla flavored, tastes better. They used to have a decent tasting plain flavor, but then they changed it so the vanilla flavored kind of cuts the taste of the herby part of the stevia. A lot of people still think that stevia 
is an artificial sweetener. It is not. Stevia is a plant. I have it growing in my veggie garden right out in front of my office. You can come by, take some leaves off and chew on it. It's amazing. The juice from the leaves of this little shrub-like plant are 200 times sweeter than sugar. And they have no calories. There's no carbohydrate in it. It's a different type of sweet uh, nutrient in it that stimulates the sweet sensors in your tongue, but has no carbohydrates. Another option is allulose. So stevia has been around for years. A lot of people haven't ever even heard of allulose. Allulose is also a natural sweetener that for, to most people tastes much better. To many people, it tastes exactly like sugar. It's not as strong as sugar. So you have to put, if you're going to you know, cook with it or put it in your tea or your coffee, you're going to put twice as much um, of allulose as you would put for uh, sugar. And again, the powdered forms of allulose also don't really taste it that great. The, found, the, the one that I've found that tastes the best, which I just buy from Amazon, is called My Normal Keto Allulose. So allulose is made from monk fruit and jackfruit. This particular brand appears just to be made from monk fruit. It actually does have a little bit of stevia in it too, but um, it tastes great. It looks the color of honey. It's a syrup and it tastes a little bit like honey. It's really good. I put it in my Earl Grey tea. It's also really good in coffee. So natural stevia or natural allulose are great substitutes to sweeten your coffee or tea or bake with or anything else that you want to substitute. I make pumpkin pie and apple pie with no sugar. Oh my God, how is that possible? Well, with allulose. And with apple pie, just by cooking the apples a little bit, there's plenty of sugar in the apples. So more on the sugar-free options later. Just to finish off the comments on this article about dangerous supplements, quote-unquote, there are a lot of cheap Chinese herbs out there that can cause problems, that can interact with a lot of common medications and cheap Chinese herbs that you just might buy in some store somewhere have frequently been tested and found to be dangerous and even laced with drugs, with pharmaceuticals. So I recommend a number of herbal products in my practice, but I always recommend only getting them from reputable sources like orthomolecular products, designs for health, doctor's research, and Clinical Synergy, which is a product line specifically designed for cancer patients by the preeminent integrative oncologist, Dr. Isaac Elias, MD. So, you know, you get what you pay for. Don't buy uh, cheap Chinese herbs. Most of the rest of the supplements you're going to take, all the, you know, all the ones you're going to hear me talking about on this show are very safe, especially compared to the drugs that kill 100,000 people a year, properly prescribed medications. I promised to talk about an exciting cancer patient. A 64-year-old woman came to me who had been diagnosed with stomach cancer that had spread to her small intestine and slightly into her pancreas. This was about three years ago. She was scheduled for chemotherapy, and she wanted to know if there were any nutrients that could help her body heal itself while she was doing the chemotherapy. Of course, I said, yes, there definitely are. You don't take, when you're on chemo, you don't take a bunch of supplements 
while the same day that you're doing the chemo. But chemo, chemotherapy is usually done in cycles where you take it for two or three days and then you go off for the rest, the remainder of a couple of weeks, they're, they vary a lot. But the point is, you don't take it the day of, you don't take it the day before, you don't take it the day after. But then the rest of the days, in between the days when you're going in, usually for an infusion, for chemotherapy, then you can load your body up on nutrients to help it survive the horrible damaging effects on your healthy cells that the chemotherapy is doing to try to kill off your cancer cells. You want the rest of your cells to survive and boosting your body with nutrients in between the chemotherapy sessions can do wonders for that. So she started off with just a very basic program of vitamin D, some anti-inflammatory nutrients, a nutrient to boost her glutathione levels, um, and some mushrooms. Uh, there's a whole host of great nutraceutical products, mushrooms that help boost your immune system. This was one in particular by Clinical Synergy, which I mentioned earlier. And a, a low dose of curcumin, a product from Designs for Health called Curcumavil. So she did that for a while and uh, she got her response back and she did pretty good. Her response to the chemotherapy with the support of the nutrients combined was pretty good. And then a few months more uh, went by and she got another PET scan. Uh, and well, after the initial PET scan, she was you know, doing great. The response was deemed by her uh, traditional oncologist to be a, a very good response. But then a few, mo- a few more months went by and she got her blood tests again. I, I'm constantly talking, not constantly, but occasionally talking about these blood tests you can do, which oncologists use, called tumor markers that measure your immune system's ability to, your immune system's activity, your immune system's attempts to fight off cancer-causing cells. So these markers she had done a few months after her fairly successful um, bout with cancer treatment, these markers were going back up again. And I said, well, you know, I, I had mentioned to her before that I would recommend that she take a whole bunch of supplements. If you have cancer, you want to load your body up with everything it could possibly benefit from to fight the cancer off. And she wanted to take it slow. She just took a few things, the ones that I mentioned before. So then when she came back a few months later and uh, her tumor markers started going back up again, I said, okay, don't waste any more time. And we added, uh, well, she actually wasn't even taking the good multivitamin I recommended before. So we've got, now we added the good form of vitamin D, fish oil, the good multi, uh, a special form of magnesium to help deal with some of the side effects that chemo can cause on nerves, tingling and numbness in the nerves, some acetyl L-carnitine to help also heal nerves, resveratrol, a potent antioxidant, um, an, er- uh, an herbal product to directly help her body, rebuild, called neurotrophin, to directly help repair damaged nerve. To chemo- chemotherapy damages in a lot of cases, damages your nerves. Some enzymes to help break down the products of inflammation, um, continuing on the Cucumavale, the turmeric product, um, glutathione support, and uh, the mushroom, high-dose mushroom product to boost her immune system. So a few, a few more weeks go by, and all of her tests come back much, much better. And after doing both traditional oncology with a whole host of nutrients, both to deal with the side effects of the chemotherapy, but also to boost her body's immune system and give it its best chance to fight off the cancer. 
she has now been in complete remission. Her her PET scan totally clear. Her oncologist was very impressed with her response to treatment, and she's doing great. And that's actually been almost a year ago. She's still doing. I spoke to her recently, and she's still doing really great. In another episode, I'll talk more about these tumor markers, relatively inexpensive blood tests that can be used to identify places where your immune system currently needs support in fighting off cancer-causing cells, which you can use to reduce your risk of many types of cancer. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley. Remember, the health of your body is always far more important than the name of any disease condition you've been diagnosed with. Have a fabulous weekend. Do something this weekend to be healthy than you were healthier than you were last weekend. Give someone a hug. Stuff yourself with some healthy fats and proteins, nuts, a piece of chicken, anything with sustained energy and actual nutrients before you go to all those parties and are tempted by all those sugary snacks. I look forward to speaking with you right here on KDR next Friday at 4 p.m. You've been listening to Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley. If you have a health question you want discussed on the show, email your health questions to drbinkley at binkleyhealingcenter.com. Take advantage of this opportunity to ask questions for yourself and for your loved ones because our health matters. Join him next Friday at 4 p.m. for safe, effective, natural solutions right here on 98.3 The Word, KDAR.